Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are talking about how to be more confident on social media. This has been coming up a little more often in not only my coaching circle, but even just on social media in general, I feel like confidence uh, as a topic is becoming so much more popular. Like a lot of people are talking about be confident, like really show who you are, like express yourself and all of these things, which I think is amazing. Um, But it's really important to understand like what confidence is, how we can portray it, because the most confident people don't say they're confident. They just are confident, right? Like you can see it, you can feel it. It's an aura that people carry. And it's a really important trait um, to be able to lean into, especially in the social media world or especially like, I guess, in business, if you're trying to build a personal brand, a status or even authority. Yeah. And I think it is coming up a lot more because people are recognizing just how much social media and having a presence on there can help business, can Mm -hmm. help connect. You know, it's the way the world is going. We are all digital. You know, everyone has some sort of smart device. So I think people are realising, oh, my goodness, if I'm not on social media, I'm well behind the eight ball. So Mm -hmm. having that realisation for someone who's not used to being on social media can be quite confronting. Obviously, it's sort of in our generation, we were there with the crossover. Um, But for people that sort of miss that train or Mm -hmm. even the other generations, you know, they're like, oh, my goodness, not only do I have to learn all this technology, but then I have to appear confident as well. So it can be quite confronting for some people. Yeah, I always think of our generation, like the millennials is like, you know, like young enough to know how to use any piece of tech, but then like old enough to remember what it's like to not have Wi-Fi and use dial-up as well. And I'm like, oh, you know, our generation has really experienced what it's like to have a complete personal and private life versus now where like, you know, having a personal brand, everyone has one. Like you don't need a following or a status or anything to have a personal brand. A personal brand is really just your name and who you are. And I think a lot of people attach like confidence to like having a strong personal personal brand because to be honest it is like a lot of people even from like an evolutionary standpoint we're attracted to people that are sure in themselves that you know are um are direct in nature they they're confident right we are naturally drawn to those people and some people like i guess maybe don't like those people and we'll talk a little bit about that but naturally we want to be led by people that are certain you know that have confidence in what they're doing and who they are so that's why i think it's not only an important skill for social media but every area of your life, right? Like if you're trying to, I guess, have um, like influence, you know, over your children um, at work, right? Like in relationships, like public speaking and in any area that you're trying to like have influence or role model, you want to be coming across in a confident manner. But I also want to talk a little bit about the difference between confidence and arrogance too, because I know Mm. a lot of people get those confused and they are a hundred percent very different things. Yeah. Arrogance is very much an overcompensation, um, but you can smell that from a mile away. But Mm. I feel like confidence is just, you have this inner knowing and certainty of yourself and, you know, people's outside opinions doesn't really have 
as hard of a hit on you. Mm. You know, you don't really overthink your actions. Your mind's quite clear. You just know when you're feeling confident and often it doesn't take much thought. When you, when, or this is from my personal experience anyway, when I'm not feeling confident, I feel like I just overthink how I'm looking, my actions, what I'm saying, like how I am. But with confidence, it's a very relaxed certainty about yourself, I feel. It's just a whole different vibe. Yeah, 100%. I feel like with confidence as well, like a lot of people think that, um, I don't know, like it's like easily accessible, but becoming confident actually, uh, like it takes a lot of work. And a lot of people that are confident in certain areas, it's because they've done the work and done the time. And even if I think back to like my teenage Sherelle, like just some of the things that I used to worry about or have insecurities over, like they're just not there anymore. And I think that is an age piece. Um, also a lot of work uh, on the areas that I didn't feel equipped in. If I had a little bit of imposter syndrome showing up in some areas and not being as confident, it probably highlighted that I had some deficits in those areas that needed addressing and I needed to upskill to become more confident. And yeah, I just think it's it's a really important trait, but it's almost an outcome of being good at what you do as well. And I don't want to say that to like discredit anyone that's struggling because I think social media and confidence is a big of a different conversation I feel like there needs to be a mindset piece around that and like a little bit of like a hype up as well because we naturally as humans we don't like being vulnerable we don't like putting ourselves on a pedestal and opening ourselves up for criticism and judgment um, because we want to fit in right and our like our our means to belong is always going to overwrite that Um, we're always going to try and do what everyone else is doing just to blend in with the crowd but part of confidence is actually standing out right? Like you can really see a confident person because they're not scared to pave their own path and they're not scared to do something different. Yeah. And they're also not scared of failure and, Mm. you know, they don't put such high stakes on, well, what if it doesn't work out? Like, and I had the realization that confidence is always going to be a work in progress if you are growing. So, Mm. For a few years, I lived in my own world and comfort zone, and my confidence was freaking through the roof, not in an egotistical way. I just felt so good. Mm. And then what I've realized is sometimes I wake up and I just don't feel as confident in certain things. And I'm like, am I going backwards? Like, what's going on? And then I had to sort of recognize, hang on a minute, you're putting yourself in new environments. You've got new goals that you don't really know the answer to yet, or you don't really know much about this topic, or you're meeting different people. So mm. it's one thing to be confident in in a certain bubble and you outgrow it. You can stay there if you like. Mm. But for those who want to keep growing, which is most of us listening to this podcast, be okay with not feeling confident at the start because that means you're doing something that you're not comfortable with, which is growth. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've said it before, but like another level, another devil. I feel Mm. like whenever you're stretching yourself to do something new, you're always going to have some insecurity and self-doubt there. Um, The the challenge and the skill is actually not letting that change your decisions. And that's what, what lets a lot of people down is they don't feel confident and therefore they don't do anything. They are immobilized by that thought rather than being like, Oof, I don't feel confident. What do I feel? Nervous, like excited, anxious, worried, like really try and actually articulate what you're feeling rather than just not feeling confident. Because a lot of people are really good at identifying what they aren't feeling rather than what they are feeling. Uh, and, you know, you see it a lot even in like fitness, people are like, I just want to feel confident. It's like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, 
I want to lose five kilos and I'll feel good for summer. Like, what does that mean? Tell me more. Like, does it mean that you want to work on yourself and prove to yourself how, you know, how strong you are and that's going to help you feel confident? Like really articulate what you're trying to express and what you're trying to feel um, because it, it does show up in other areas, right? And if you're someone that's trying to show up a little bit more on social media, or just have a little bit more confidence in the areas um, that you're putting yourself out there. Like I said, it could be public speaking, it could be work, it could be in relationships, uh, it could be in a number of different areas. This episode, I hope, is going to help you guys because we're going to talk through like not only our personal experiences, but we're going to talk about like what hurts our confidence uh, in the long run and maybe the things that are contributing to that feeling. Uh, and then also some things that things that has helped us build confidence along the way. Mm, exactly. You did start mentioning, um, you know, personally at the start, there were some areas that you weren't as confident in. Like what were that? Was that age, was that a teenager to 20s or, or early 20s to now? Like what was that? Yeah, good question. When I was... Oh, this sounds so cliche. Can I say like finding myself? Like when I was trying to, <laughs> when I was trying to like, I guess, figure out you know, my identity, who I was, what my interests were, what my hobbies were, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, and not focusing on like what I should be doing uh, as well, because I think when you're in your early 20s, right, like you got like for some people, you might go to uni, you might move away from home, you might find new interests, new friends, like new circles, and you start moving away from like your old identity. And this is like, I think, so amazing about something um, like if you move away from home and really, you know, change your circle and your environment, you get the opportunity to create a new identity. But so often people really cling on to like old relationships, old habits, old circles, old traits, old beliefs. And therefore they can have this like little bit of an imposter syndrome. And I definitely had that where I had this person that I was and that everyone knew I was, but then I had these traits and like this new interest of fitness, to be honest, that I wanted to be. And they were polar opposite. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, like they were polar opposite. I was like diehard party girl growing up. Um, and then, you know, then I started to become really, I guess, focused on my health and fitness and, and running was my first thing that I got into and then training and then competing. And, you know, over the years, I really did build a completely different identity. Um, and I think I had a lot of insecurities going through that shift, to be honest honest because I had these beliefs about what I should be and worried about what other people that were in that lifetime or that experience thought of me doing this thing. So I was always focused on like what other people thought of me, of the things that I was doing. And I've spoken about this in the past where like I didn't share a whole lot of my competing journey right at the start. And, you know, I kept a lot of things just close to my own chest and just did my own thing and just tried to stay in my own lane. And that was really good for me at the time because if I didn't do that, I think I probably would have focused too much on what other people thought rather than what I was feeling and noticing. But I think because it was such a disconnect between the identity and the person I thought I was versus the person that I actually wanted to become, and I couldn't see how to get there. So that's where the insecurity really came from for me. And I just feel like a lot of people in their early 20s go through that because you're not supposed to know. Like you spend your whole like 20s figuring out what the frigging hell you want to do with your life, and that's okay. Like insecurity is good. It's mean, it means that there's some contrast there. It's just about getting like, I guess, um, curious about like why those insecurities are showing up, like where are they coming from, what's making them worse, um, what's making them ease or a little bit quieter. So that was my experience going through probably from, I want to say, 21 to 20. 
four or five. I probably had I am. years where I was a little bit like, oh, do I say that? Do I not? Am I doing this? Can I share it publicly? Um, and that's mm. also when I started, you know, posting on social media, to be honest. That's where I was like, fuck it. I'm creating a new identity on here. Um, and that's when I started to build that. So that was my experience. Um, love to hear yours. Yeah, it can. It's so interesting, and thank you for all of that. It's just so nice because you you do appear so confident on social media now, but in real life as well. Not everyone has the pleasure of seeing you in real life, but it's really cool to know that even you went through those phases, and there are some areas that you still do. Mm. Um, and we love being super relatable here, and you know, talking from personal experience. But we've all had our times of not being confident. I feel like as a young child, every child is confident you know they scream and jump yeah. and run around and it's about them say what they, they do want whatever. say what they want they say everything that's in their head out loud yeah. like it can be so embarrassing if you're with someone <laughs> why does that man look like that i'm like oh literally has happened before <gasps> yeah. stuff like that and then you kind of grow up and you realize what society is and i don't know depending on that life experience mm. that can really shape you sometimes it's just easy to be quiet yeah. um and that was me a lot of the time. It was just easier to be quiet. But that sucks for someone who loves, you know, helping people and expressing themselves and you just want to be um, personable. We all want to connect. But, yeah, definitely went through that phase. Um, and it wasn't until, again, that age of in the 20s. I feel mm. like when you're a late teenager, you just want to be part of the crew and, you yeah. know, you hear about peer pressure and all of that stuff. For a reason, you might make silly decisions just to connect because you don't want to be an outsider. Um, but then I feel like as you get older, you know, you're more sure of yourself. You're more mm. sure of what you're good at in life. So you you grow confident in certain areas. Um, you you gain new skills and you are able to filter out what you expose yourself to and who you expose yourself to. So it's a lot easier to say, no, nah, I'm going to, sorry, not spend any more time with you. You don't make me feel good. Um, and you can really change your environment to suit you. I, I also think that that's very important, but then recently, or not recently, probably over the past couple of years, I got so good at manipulating my environment just to people that I really enjoyed spending time mm. with or, um, you know, people that you, you would take fishing to use your language <laughs> and, and activities that you love doing that I almost lost that resilience piece to then completely changing environments. And then there are people again that you might not spend time with. And it's like, that's a practice too, without mm. letting all of that, that get to me as well. Um, and yeah. I think this is probably a random tangent, but the biggest lesson that, that I've had is just, you have to keep working on things and, and you can't spend time just in one environment that serves you. I mean, you can a little bit and that's important, mm -hmm. but water off a duck's back. The more confident you are in yourself, you know, what uh, what external people say won't affect you as much and, and it's just a practice that's ongoing. Yeah, um, I, I think it goes both ways as well, right? Like I think a lot of people, even if I use social media, they might do a post and they'll be like, oh, my God, yes, or you look so good or whatever, and they really absorb the positive. Like, thanks so much. Like they're mm. really absorbing the positive. And you can't have one without the other. Like if you really absorb the positive, the negative is going to, you're going to absorb that too, right? Like if you take it all with like, oh, my worth of weight is in what people think of me. And I really acknowledge it in this way. It doesn't have to just be social media. It can be anything. Praise from parents, 
loved ones, relationships, how well we do in school, what we're doing with our career or our success in, in um, our professional life. Like if we really take on what other people think um, in a good way, then we're also going to be hit with the negative too, right? And that's not good nor bad. It just sort of is, right? And you have to acknowledge that because we might get like, you know, 100 people say something beautiful about us and then that one person one person on mm. the internet, that one troll, it's not even a real person, <laughs> might say one thing and that's all we remember, right? That's the one thing that sort of grasps us as well. So I think you have to be able to like, yeah, really filter out whether these insecurities are even mine, right? Because a lot of the times they're actually other people's insecurities and we just don't have the emotional intelligence or like the, I guess, like age or maturity to really be able to divide that. And the other thing I was going to mention is, I think a lot of people assume extroverts are confident all of the time because they're loud and they're outspoken and they're people people, right? And I was definitely that, like growing up, I'm 100% an extrovert. Like I love people, mm. I like talking, I'm loud, I'm always the loudest one in the room. Yeah, <laughs> like true. I'm, I'm that sort of, <laughs> you're like, yes, true. I'm that person. But that doesn't mean that you don't have insecurities or self-doubt, right? Just because you're loud doesn't mean that you don't have insecurities. And the opposite's true, right? You see someone on social media or if there is someone loud, we automatically go, oh, they're so confident, you know, but we never know what's going on inside people's heads, right? And I think it's really important to acknowledge that because the opposite's true as well. Like you might have um, like introverts that are really quiet, softly spoken, they speak last, uh, and they're really confident, right? So I think it's important to like acknowledge your like how popular you were at school, the, the like how loud you speak, how many followers you have, like all of those things, they don't actually correlate with confidence. No. And as you get older, you become a little bit more able to read humans. You can, mm. like you're genuinely loud, <laughs> like in a fun way. It's not an overconversation, but you also get a lot of people who just will not stop and this is not you, like you're you're confident in a fun way, but you get those people who just will not stop talking about themselves or even on social media, it has to be this way, my way is the best, blah, 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 and you just look and go, wow, you're really just trying to prove yourself mm. to the world and to yourself through verbal language, you know, and it's, it's so off-putting because that's, Again, you can just read that that's overcompensation. I feel like a lot of, and we, we discuss this off air, differences between male and, and women. I don't know. I feel like men, oh, I don't know. Well, you, you, what was your opinion on that? Then I want to bounce off yours because I feel like it's, it's even, but it also depends on mm. who you surround yourself with, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, full transparency, like I only work with women. So I, and I've, I was a midwife before this. I've only oh, ever worked in female dominated <laughs> women places. I run the women's health movement. Like I'm very biased, obviously. Um, and I, I don't know, like I was, I was doing some reading a while ago and I wrote an email about this ages ago about something called the confidence gap. Um, and it's basically the, the gap between like, you know, um, who we want to be, the person that we want to be and having confidence in that skill or that trait and where we are right now. And basically when I was reading about this confidence gap, we all know about the fight and flight that we've got, how we've got fight and flight energy that sort of shows up. They were saying that women have this other branch like tend and befriend where we're more likely to really want to nurture 
and befriend people. And I definitely notice this a lot more in women as well. I'm definitely not saying that men don't have it, but I'm saying that women, we love like connecting and we don't want to let others down and we want to make sure that we're doing a good job and we want to be friends and et cetera. Whereas I feel like whenever I see um, men have conflict, um, it's very much more fight and it's more like, yes, um, and it's not ego driven either. Like sometimes it is, but often it's actually like, nah, you're wrong. And they just like say it like mm-hmm. that. Whereas like as a female, I'd be like, I'm not wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You know, and it's like this <laughs> tend and befriend energy where it's a lot more like, Hey, I hear what, what you're coming from. Thanks for sharing. Um, and we're sort of like checking. It's like this like back and forth piece. Whereas with, with men, I just feel like, you know, and growing up in the country, people just like punch it out and that was it. And then they'd be friends straight after at the pub. You ever see that? Like, no, like, yeah. Guys would just get into a fight and they just then they shake hands after. <laughs> like on the football field, it was like when Luke used to play football, I was like shook at like he was an aggressive footballer. <laughs> like he would like, I don't know, they would just he would just hate someone on the football field. And I was like, what did he do to you? You know, like why? He's like, what are you talking about? Like you just, you know, and they would say horrible things to each other. Yeah. Anyways, and I was just like, (laughs) when you zoom out and you look at it, you're like, we do respond in very different ways to conflict, but then how we show up really is impacted in that way as well because I feel like women thrive in social spaces where they're really supported, they've got other girls hyping them up and it's like, you know, women supporting women. I feel like we thrive with that tend and befriend when we've got a nurturing environment because we I don't know, and I'm I'm generalizing, but I definitely take things more to heart than what I've noticed in some of my male friends when it comes to social media. And there's obviously a lot of a lot of you know differences and a lot of reasons as to maybe why that is. But I just found that interesting because I do notice that women try to keep peace a lot more, um, and they don't want to be seen as arrogant, you know, or ego driven or up themselves or anything like that. Whereas I again, I don't have the experience. I'm keen to hear from you. I'm not sure whether males have the same lens or whether it might be a little bit more tended towards that fight energy of just like getting shit done. Yeah. And to go back to like survival, I suppose, you know, traditionally, and we're always mindful now of using male female language just with the way the world is, which we're not, we don't have judgment on, but traditionally, in the animal kingdom, you have like the male gorilla. He's the biggest, he's the loudest. And then everyone around's like, oh my God, the male's here. Like, he's the protector. Alpha and energy. Alpha energy. And, <laughs> you know, that is very much prevalent. And, and males want to be the protector. They want to appear big and scary and capable to mm. fight off predators. So I feel like it comes across different on social media. You know, they want to be the biggest. They want to show that they can handle anything. Um, very much fight part as what you said. Um, and that, that does come off the back of what females go through of comparison mm-hmm. you know they compare with one another as well and 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 perfectionism all of those things but I think it just appears differently for a lot of people um, mm-hmm. but if someone's really not feeling themselves they'll disappear yeah. whether you're male female whatever you will just not show up because that seems to be the easiest way so I feel like you know you can really recognize if if someone's not that good um, they just don't post or they just mm. don't. Something changes and then it's just easier to not show up. That's how you yep. really know, male or female. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's, again, why we wanted to talk about this today because insecurity just really stops a lot of people from taking action. And a lot of the times you guys would be freaking awesome at doing whatever you want to do. It's just that the insecurity and the self-doubt can knock us back, right? Feeling like we need to be more confident can knock us back. Like when did confidence become this trait that we must have to show up anywhere? Like confidence is actually built along the way by working through insecurities, naming insecurities, showing up with insecurities securities. And often I think like a lot of people would be far more confident if they even acknowledged the insecurities publicly because then no one can wear it against you. Like if someone's like, this post sucks and you're like, yeah, you know what? It does suck. They'd be like, oh, right. Okay. (laughs) Or if someone's like, you're wrong. You're like, you know what? Maybe I am wrong. And they'd be like, what are people going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like if you named what your biggest insecurities were, like you probably don't want to post because you're, you're worried about being incorrect. Or you don't want to like draw attention to something you don't like about yourself or whatever it might be. You know, if you actually drew attention, like I post things about my cellulite all the time. Like I don't try and filter stuff because I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to tell my own brain I'm perfect. I don't want to tell my brain that I don't have flaws or imperfections because then everyone else is going to think that, right? And when other people think that you're perfect, you have this big armor show up and you have to feel like you've always got to be right. You've always got to be perfect and you never get it wrong. And some of the best coaches in the fitness industry show up five years later and say, hey, I got this wrong. Um, yep. Or new research has proven this now. And, oh, God, remember when I used to wear a waist trainer? Right? We've all done things. And if you can name your things, no one can hold it against you. Like I, I take the piss out of myself all the time of all the dumb stuff I used to do, right? And I don't see that as making me lose like authority or credibility or making me a worse coach. I definitely don't. But I know a lot of people have that lens of like, oh, well, I can't have done this in the past or, you know, I didn't do that. Like I skipped that shitty stage. Like actually naming the things that maybe you got wrong along the way and owning it, that's actually how you're going to build confidence. And I think people just have that conversation in their brain flipped. They think they must be perfect. And perfectionism is probably one of the biggest things that hurts people's confidence in the long run perfectionism is exhausting a because no one actually knows what it is so you're striving for a set of rules that you've made up for yourself that you think will make you appear more appealing and more well put together for other people but they might have their own ideas on what perfectionism is so you're playing an exhausting game with yourself Mm. to always be on it's, it comes across a little bit uptight. You know, when you see that that content, and again, we've spoken about, about this before, where it's so cinematic and so curated, there's not one strand of hair yeah. out of place and the makeup or whatever, everything's on point. What mm. do we do next? Mm. <laughs> they spend hours working on that and probably, you know, days mentally preparing and it's just, it's just so not real that it's almost gotten to the point where it's just an instant turn off or yeah. like know-it-alls fuck that it's just annoying like <laughs> i love people who admit that they don't know the answer or oh i'll find out and i'll let mm-hmm. you know like just those people and you you feel sorry for them because you know they're really hard mm-hmm. on themselves mm-hmm. but it just can be so annoying like yeah. or you you verse that someone in in sport or who was always good at everything it's mm-hmm. like no, like it's not, but they feel, oh, I must be good at everything. Then everyone will like me and then I get the validation. But I feel 
personally like it's the opposite it's almost a bit like all right fine you're the best I'm mm. over here and that might be a part of me talking but it's like you can just feel the anxiety that comes along with perfectionism you can feel their pain and you just yeah. want to give them a hug yeah. it's like you're all right just yeah Take a breather, guys. Yeah. We all definitely have like pieces of us that love to be perfect and control everything and get it right all of the time. And it's great that we have those characteristics because it means that we do bring like, I guess, a level of care and attention to detail in the work that we do. But when it becomes paralyzing and it stops you from taking action because you're obsessing and overthinking it, that's when it becomes a really big problem. And we see it all the time on social media where people don't post. It's a massive thing in businesses because- People want to grow and people want to, you know, I guess leverage their business and grow themselves or their personal brand or get their product or services out into the world that they know is good. However, they're letting this like fear of perfectionism stop them from even being able to take the opportunity or take the step. And in such an online tech-driven world, it's the thing that's going to separate it, right? Like you, you can have the best product in the world or the best service. If no one knows, no one will buy. And that's just the way it is. And if no one can buy, you're not going to be able to get the opportunity to fulfill your vision or to help others. So yep. it's a bigger thing. And I think when you acknowledge the pressure that shows up there, um, you could start to work through it. Because I'm like, it's not about me and my insecurities. And if I have to cop a little bit of backlash or hate or people tell me I'm wrong, I'll be okay. Um, but, you know, the the longer term goal is is always going to be the the biggest weight for me that's more important than my self-esteem um, from certain people telling me. But mm. something I like to say to myself is, just get it done. Don't get it right. Like focus on getting it done. Don't worry about getting it right. Like I feel like if you can just get things done, um, if you've got those traits that already have a little bit of perfectionism, your done's probably going to be pretty darn good, right? And you're probably going to do a really good job anyways. And I feel like just focusing on getting it done and taking that first step to let go of perfectionism, it actually helps with that. Because if we wait for something to be perfect, it's actually never going to be done. Um, and I like I've spoken about this in the past, but I cringe at old content that I've made that I thought was yeah. incredible. <laughs> back I'm like damn I nailed that and I look back now and I'm like oh it could be better right and there's nothing wrong with that but it shouldn't stop you from creating or posting or, or showing up like as you are now in the best way that you can yeah yeah and I'm I'm not going to say that I don't I've got very high elements of perfectionism particularly when it comes to not just like appearance but I'm talking about work and you mm. know I I set very high standards for myself and the people around me but that has come from years and years of recognizing what works what you like what serves you um I feel like you still need a baseline level of perfectionism, but you said it so brilliantly, you know, it just can't be paralyzing. You can't take it to that level where it's paralyzing, mm. you know, because you, you don't want to put out really shitty content and really shitty looks different for everyone, but you can, you know, you can, you, you need a baseline and that looks different for everyone. However, find that balance between you knowing what you want and, and what you want to put out, but then don't mm. let it tip over to that paralyzing um, phase. This is with your personal brand anyway. If you've got like a product that you're selling, obviously you want to make the photo look really nice. Like you don't want to just have really dark lighting and your products a bit dirty and mm. all that different. But we're talking personal brand. If, if people on the outside and your followers are trying to relate to a human being, it's a lot more relatable if it's not 100% 
perfection because people look and go, oh, too hard basket. I'll never look like that. Mm. I don't have anything in common with this person. Too much effort. Their mirror and their lens goes through their mind and they're judging straight away. So the more... um, the more you can't relate to your followers, they're going to recognize that and go, no, too hard, next, not going to consume. Yeah. Some of the best, I guess, um, approaches for me personally, like over the years when it comes to like even creating content for social media is actually leaning into my insecurities or leaning into and showcasing like being vulnerable essentially, right? Like there's being vulnerable where people just do it just to be vulnerable because they know that that sort of draws attention. And then there's vulnerability from a good place. And 100% people can tell from the outside. They can really tell whether they're milking it or whether they're being really genuine. And I think when you're being vulnerable, right, vulnerability and perfectionism, they don't really go hand in hand, do they? Like if you're being vulnerable, you're really letting go of your perfectionism traits to share things that you believe are um, not up to standard or not up to scratch or a bit like stereotypical, like taboo per se. So, being vulnerable has actually like helped me reinforce to myself that I don't have to show up perfect like if I share the parts of me that I don't love at certain times and I just share them and I do them and I go oh I just did that story and I've got a big pimple on my head or whatever it might be or I look like shit today but and if I just post it and just do it right and then nothing happens (laughs) like no one hates on me no one draws attention to it or like people relate and go hey me too like it actually reinforces in my brain that that's okay and I think we have to actually do a level of unlearning and unwiring because especially the way we grew up right like be good in school you know like you must get an A Mm. I'll get 50 I got 50 bucks for an A back in the day right like good job there was reinforcement. Oh, there was reinforcement for doing well and yeah. doing well as ingrained in our brain is like looking a certain way, being a certain way, not speaking up, following the rules, blending in. Right, subconsciously, it all sort of relates. Um, whereas now we're in we're in completely new times, right? Like you can wear whatever the hell you want and it's fashionable. Mum jeans are back. There's lots of things that aren't like quote unquote perfect anymore, right? There is no like even body positivity, right? Like there's yeah. no there's no perfectionism around. A lot of stuff like there used to be whereas like instagram used to be highly curated and everything was perfect and the grid mattered remember when it was like oh yeah the grid picture, the grid mattered <laughs> now messiness is welcomed because people are sick of perfect shit they're really sick of the barbie doll era where it's all we looked at they want to see real and raw and they're going to relate to it and the more that we can actually share that from a genuine place and be okay with it again it actually makes us easier because i'm like cool i got a sock under my bed in this photo like i can still post it that's okay i do it all the time um and even sometimes i'll get someone reply and be like oh i love that you posted this story and i can see like your cellulite and i i don't even see it i don't see oh shit people would say that and i'm like oh (laughs) they're being lovely they're being lovely they're saying thank you or whatever for something but but (laughs) you weren't aware you're like i wasn't aware (laughs) oh no worries like that doesn't happen that often but i'm saying like someone might say like i love that you just posted this and your room's really messy and i'm like i didn't even notice that my room was messy as long as you don't do a kim k once she posted a selfie and there was like a a vibrator on her bed 
it went viral. Oh no, that's so funny. You're gonna have a yeah, again, the minimum of a spot checking of, of your environment, but you oh, know, you're gonna have hygiene. God, leave something to the imagination. I mean, it's she probably did it intentionally, Master Wizard, just True. release the next sex tape after that. True. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is letting go of perfectionism and actually just doing it. Like one, not that many people notice, and two, if they do notice, they're just gonna be like, Oh, that's cool, like me too, right? Like that's great. My room's trashy all the time as well. And I think it just, again, reinforces in your brain that you don't have to show up that way because we can say it, you can hear it and you can know it, but actually being able to feel it in your body and somatically experience that that's okay and not have those things hold you back, that's a completely different thing. Yeah, yeah. And naturally comparison also can affect your confidence. Mm -hmm. We've all done it. You look at what someone else is doing and go, oh, my God, they've got this many views or this many likes they're out doing this on the weekend and I'm just here doing this. Like it's so easy to compare. But Mm. again, I feel like it's a bit of a blessing that the whole world is just morphing into one thing. Everyone's looking similar. Everyone's saying the same shit. Everyone's doing the same content, you know, Mm. mic'd up Mondays now. I feel like you started that. (laughs) You know, it's everywhere. Road, road. I want to do it anymore. Through the roof. Oh, yeah. Road microphones. I wish I had shares in that because everyone's (laughs) doing it, which I love. I absolutely love because you can use comparison for ideas and say, mm-hmm. okay, I don't actually really know what to post about. I might learn from this person, um, tag them if I use their thing. And that can be, you know, a bit of a, a barrier or a bit of like a, it will just snowball into you creating content, but you need a bit of a safety net. And sometimes people use what other people do in a nice way. However, we don't want to just be doing the same thing as everyone. And yeah. the people that you're looking at with all those amazing views and you know they're the ones you're comparing with well you have to Mm. say they're the originals they Mm. just came up with whatever they're doing and that's why they're separated from the crowd so Mm. completely comparing and copying other people won't work because Mm. they got all the views because they're an original we need to be an original um so it's really important to just use comparison a little bit if you need a bit of a safety net a bit of ideas but then go hang on a minute they probably didn't copy anyone else that's why they're so successful think what can you bring to the table that is different and Mm. people want personality you know ai is going to take over the world ai can't be emotional ai can't share a journey they can spit facts Mm. it can it can tell you what the best way to do whatever is However, that journey and that emotion is what we're going to continue to crave. And you mentioned it many episodes ago with, you know, long form content, people wanting that um, because you can actually connect with a human. So, yeah, just be mindful how often you are comparing and for what reasons and probably ask yourself, would you trade life, their life for yours? Maybe not because you're probably Mm. only seeing 10% of their life, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like even with comparison, like full com- like confession, I can be bad for this. Not to the point where I feel like insecurities or anything from it, but I will be like, damn, how do they do that? That's great. Or like, that's good. Luke's like, you know, you're comparing yourself to an app that has like a budget of like $100 million. You know, like yeah. you'll, you'll be looking at the wrong thing, which again... I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that I've got like standards. I'm like, well, I can't, why can't I do that? You know, like yes. I've got confidence to be like, well, that's okay. Like, oh, that's fine. I might not be there yet, but we can get there. Um, and that's sort of how you can use comparison as inspiration rather than like, oh, 
why can't I be there? I'll never be there, right? Like self-esteem and self-worth must complement that as well. You have to have those backbone pieces too. But comparison, 100%, it's a really easy trap to sort of fall into and you have to be able to pull yourself up. You have to be able to see it. Um, And I think everyone goes through it because we live in such an online world that you're exposed to the best of the best, the one percenters, whereas like we just didn't have that growing up. Like we, I saw everyone else in Swan Hill and that was it, right? Like <laughs> I didn't have any comparisons. I was comparing to my friends and that was all. Whereas now we can compare to like everywhere all over the world in whatever they're doing. And I think whilst that's amazing because you get to see and break limiting beliefs in yourself of what's actually possible, which is incredible. You could be like, wow, she can do it, I can. Yeah. Um, or if they can do it, I can too. Or what did they do and how did that work for them? And what can I learn along the way, right? We've got all those incredible resources that come from the sheer force of being able to see what other people can do. The difference is what's on the inside. And again, it comes back down to self-esteem and self-confidence. If you've got self-confidence, you more often than not won't take that as criticizing what you're doing. You'll just see it as opportunity to be able to learn and take from whatever you're experiencing and move forward. But Mm. again, like I definitely didn't have that when I was in my early twenties, it was always like, I guess, motivated from a little bit of fear and insecurity, which is, you know, the way it was for me. Whereas now I'm, I'm a lot better at being able to see things for what they are, where I am and not compare because you will never ever be where someone else is because it's not you and the same way with a lot of other people I guess copycatting and what everyone else is doing you could have Kim Kardashian post a picture of her shoe and it's going to go viral just because of who she is right and her messaging right it's it's who she is so you can take someone else's content and maybe it worked really well for them and post the exact same thing, but it's just you and it won't do as well or it will do better. It's just going to be different. So you always have to be like looking around and seeing what's working. And obviously, like you said, mic'd up Mondays and speaking to camera and video content, all of those things are working, but don't ignore the white space, right? And this is what confidence is because once upon a time, a lot of those things didn't work and someone thought about it. So it's about being able to recognize what the white space is and have the confidence to take action because no one's going to feel confident when no one else at all is doing it. And that's just a reality. Everyone feels yep. confident when it's the norm. Everyone feels confident when it's mainstream, when it's the thing to do, when it's the cool thing, right? It's the same as like with competing. I was not confident to tell people I was competing. Whereas now people are like, 46 weeks out. <laughs> What's going on? Um, and, you know, showing the whole journey, which again is amazing, but it's because it's like, it's it's not unpopular to do it and you know confidence is built through doing hard shit and like outworking your self-doubt and not needing approval from others to fit in um and yeah I just think it's really important to be able to understand the difference between comparison and inspiration yeah and that's I don't know what part of us that this is but like when something becomes too mainstream we change yeah trends like I don't know what part that is it might be a leadership part it might be a bit of an ego part or like we just want the challenge like Mm. you know and it's it's not to say that whoever's doing the trend is bad it's like it's almost like a fun game you try and create something and then try and be in before other people or you see something Mm. emerging you jump on it and and go for a ride with it but Mm. then everyone starts to do it and they're like right how can we change? And you just make a bit of a game because if you start to just, again, copy everyone, 
Mm. No one, you're not going to stand out at all. So mm. just don't spend too long doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like look for what's next. But it can be a bit harder because the more people know you and you start to really build your brand and show what you're good at doing, I feel like more thought needs to go into what you're posting. Back in the day, I would just put a filter on my dinner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and post it on, on as yeah. a wall post or my pet's at mum's house you know mm. but now it's like right we've set this standard these are the topics that we post about there might be more repercussions because you reach more people so the stakes are higher and there's a higher chance that you could impact your brand based on what you post so mm. you'd be the same a lot more thought almost has to go into what you post you know yeah yeah I think it comes down to like reputation right once you have a reputation and you know, an image for yourself. And like, I also feel pressure because I'm not just holding up my own personal brand. Like everything I post now reflects on the women's health movement, reflects on my staff, reflects on, you know, like my business. And that has greater repercussions than if Sherelle five years ago just got on a story and to share her unfiltered opinion because I felt like it. Um, Even though sometimes I definitely want to do it. um, I'm like, who's listening? You know, the conversation changes and, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be that way all the time, but it, it is. And that's just the way it is. I mean, like celebrities don't get away with it. They say something and it's like headlines for the next week and it's like trimmed up to what they want it to sound like. And it's just the way it is. So I feel like the more eyes that are on you, like the the higher the stakes feel and the harder it feels. But then I also think like along with that, expectations can really hurt you in the long run um the more status and the more authority you get because all of a sudden you might be comparing yourself to yourself right as well as setting expectations that are unnecessary like for a lot of people for example that you know might have started on instagram and not wanted to go elsewhere or do anything else or start the podcast or start a youtube or go on tiktok or write a blog because they're starting from zero and they feel like they're starting from the bottom but then they've got this status elsewhere and this authority elsewhere so they've got these expectations um that they don't want to sort of start from zero again and have to build something else from the ground up and i think when you're in that position it's dangerous cuz one, it's a great opportunity to start from the ground up and know what it feels like to sort of start from the bottom, builds confidence, right? Because if we always stay in our comfort zone because it's what we've always done, we're never going to grow or expand anywhere else. So I feel like with the status and the expectation, um, status and authority piece comes expectations that you have of yourself. And you should be trying to remove your expectations before you do a post because at the end of the day, there's just not a lot you have in your control, right? You're only going to do what you can do. You can't control the algorithm. You can't control whether people are online. You can't control who's going to see it or you can't even control how people interpret the message. Um, You can just try and do your best. So I feel like removing expectations and, you know, the pressure that you put on yourself is like really important because it will hurt your confidence. Well, that's when consistency comes into it because you might make a post and, you know, it goes viral, but then the next post, not so much. And then the next post does a bit better. Like just keep posting and showing up. Like, mm. obviously, there are clues that, like, don't post at 3 a.m. in the morning or something like that. But, mm. you know, there are certain things that are going to work for you and not work, and that's where data analysis comes into it. But you can't just spend, like, six hours on one post and go, this is it. You know, I've been MIA for three weeks because I've felt shit about myself. I'm going to come in with this one post that we all, everyone puts pressure on their emerging post again back into social media then it doesn't do well. Mm. It's going to be easy to feel a bit down in the dumps about 
have that because you've just built it up where A, probably most people haven't recognized that you're gone. B, not many people are going to see it anyway, but you've built it up to be this big thing. Then your expectations are so high and they're not met that then you disappear again for three weeks. Mm. Well, no, take that with a grain of salt onto the next topic, onto the next topic, onto the next topic and just Mm. keep going through. Be consistent and be okay that not every post is going to be amazing however again if you've got a service-based brand and company then you might reach one new client who reaches out to you with that post even if it got a hundred likes that's still a hundred humans that is still at least one person might reach out and go hey that post was amazing and that post might have been the catalyst for them to sign on to your service so you can't Mm. forget things like that it's not always about just having a post that's relevant in that moment that you posted people are going to go back and scroll your whole feed and say oh i've just found so and so yeah scroll 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 oh wow that post is actually really helpful for me three months down the track of you posting it so yeah, yeah you you got to remember that it's there as a collection of posts not just mm. like individual posts um that's responsible for your success just keep that collection growing and be consistent with it yeah every every like piece of content or every time you show up it's like one tiny little tally right that just contributes to the bigger thing um you shouldn't let anything feel really like overwhelming or underwhelming at the end of the day like try to make it more neutral because every tiny post is just a contribution to being better at the end of the day and then you'll look back in five years time and that's when you can sort of like you know really start to reap the rewards of your consistency because the more that you do something the more that you stretch yourself and the more that you again like really unwire your brain that are only post when it's perfect or it's only good if it goes viral or whatever it might be as you mentioned Danny like connecting with one person is success showing up is success like disproving yourself and like your insecurities is success so you've got to make sure that you're really looking at the right areas and not just deeming like oh well if it goes viral or if it does well, that's how I know it's good and therefore I can become confident because I've earned the right to do so. Like it's so messed up when you start reinforcing that in your brain. Like you have to be rewarding yourself for just doing it, just getting it done and outworking those things. Because at the end of the day, like the people that are the most confident are the ones that have been doing it for long, a long, long, long time, years, like 10 years. They've been showing up on socials and through the good and the bad and all of the other things as well. And they've just been consistent and it's just another thing that they do in their day. It's not a big thing anymore. Yeah, it just becomes part of the routine because you you start to see the value in it. And if you feel... If you know it's important and you're not doing it, it always just brings on a feeling of being inauthentic. And there are some days where I don't post for four or five days and and those feelings come up. I'm like, oh, God, I've I've been putting my focus everywhere else, which is fine. But then there's that one little nagging thing in the back of my mind going, oh, no, I need to do it. And Mm. and doing that thing and and shutting down that nagging voice is the quickest way to build confidence. You're like, oh, good, I'm back in my rhythm. Um, But it's really important just to recognise, well, not every day has to be perfect. And if Mm -hmm. you're going to have these followers ongoing, um, they need to ride the highs and the lows with you. It's so important. Yeah. And I feel like as well, like when you start being consistent, not only do you get more reps in, but you really do get to experience that it's not as predictable as you think. Like you can spend 10 hours on a post Mm. and like it gets no reach, no attention and probably doesn't resonate. And you might've missed the mark on a few things (laughs) versus you can film something in five seconds and it does really well. And I've experienced that where I'm like frustrated. I'm like, oh, Uh. That was like no effort to do that. Why did that go well and that didn't, right? And they're just lessons. It's not good nor bad. It's just like 
zoom out and again recognize that like showing your flaws and showing relatable content showing those things contributes a lot whereas as you mentioned danny when people think it's an advertisement they just keep scrolling when it looks really curated they just keep scrolling so just really viewing the data with like less emotion and just more like hey i'm showing up trying to have fun with it like removing the pressure removing the expectations that's how you're going to build confidence because you realize well i actually don't have as much control as what i thought like i act- mm. once i've posted it that's it i can't control anything else so i can either be unhappy or from the outcome that I can't control, or I can be content in just showing up and build more confidence and therefore get better and get better and better over a longer period of time and just build confidence through the sheer effort of just putting in the work and doing the skill. Yeah, absolutely. Now you can read confidence from a mile away, but it's, there's still an element of fake it until you make it. And I know you love that saying, you love it. You love it. I was waiting for you to jump in. Absolutely love it. And it is true because Someone who doesn't appear confident, you know, they can't make eye contact, their speech is very quick, might be a little bit of, you know, mixing words together and stuttering and just overthinking. You can tell their system is very wired um, or, you know, they cover their face and, and they look away and their shoulders are down. You want to be small. You subconsciously make yourself tiny invisible. when you're not feeling confident, right? You're invisible. So even, you know, if I'm walking down the street, for example, or I know it's about social media, but if I feel like I'm a bit, ah, shit, I just need to chill, I practice. I go, nope, stand up tall, take a few deep breaths, look that next person that walks past right in the eyes and not in a weird way, <laughs> just like in a hey, how are you going way because you see everyone, they just look away as if something yeah. really bad is going to happen if you look look at them. Like I just catch myself out on those things. Um, and when it comes to social media, slow down just Mm. focus on your breath and each word with intent because you can really tell if someone's wound up everything and it's just too much so they're my favorite little ones just some body language cues breath work always and then Mm. go hang on a minute I'm a bit quick now I need to slow down yeah, absolutely. Physical appearance and like composure, like how you're holding yourself is really important. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, Danny, like you can fake it until you make it. And I think that's the rewiring, like unwiring. Like if you say to yourself, oh, I feel, I feel tired. Like you're going to feel tired. You know, if you say like, oh, I'm, I don't look very good today. You're just going to see the things you don't like. Whereas if you like, you know, put on some nice clothes, brush your hair, like look after yourself and like respect your physical appearance because, you know, not always, but like look good, feel good. You know, if, I've, if I'm feel looking good, like I will generally feel pretty good about myself because it's not about looking good. It's about me looking after myself that's, you know, resulted in that too. So physical appearance and like how you're holding yourself is really important because it's going to reflect from the inside out um, and really show that to other people. But something that I think that I've done a lot of work on that's helped me just a hell of a lot is the creation process in general. Like the way you actually try and show up on social media or you try and create or edit or you know you try and communicate and articulate your message is going to change depending on what works for you right and the type of content that you're trying to produce so for example like some people might like to just um, go out for a walk and like film and 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 talk and not actually look at the camera and do those sort of things because they feel more confident in it and they they actually um showed this with 
driving you know how like if people you have on speaker or whatever people have like the best conversations when they're in cars um people feel safe and connected to talk with other people when they don't have to look at them or hear them or see them they can just put the phone up and do it so you have to start with whatever feels comfortable for you and I notice this a lot where people are out walking on their stories because they're distracted they're doing something else they're letting a little bit of adrenaline out it's helping them like story tell and share something that might feel a little bit uncomfortable for them. So being able to do it in a way that feels helpful is really important. But even for me, like when I'm filming, sometimes I might make a reel that's like 30 to 60 seconds, but the clip of it might be 10 minutes that's trimmed back. So I'll literally just like get in front of a camera and I'll create, 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 talk about everything, do everything, and then cull what I don't love. You know, get everything, get rid of everything else and just put the bits together that I like and be, and just move it around. Don't tell anyone. But sometimes, like, I might actually take the ending and put it at the start and do certain things like that to actually alter the way that my message is portrayed because maybe it took me too long to get into it or maybe the hook yep. was, like, you know, four minutes into it or maybe I missed the mark or maybe I had a really good reaction that was a bit more authentic that I wanted to showcase. So you don't have to rock up with a script and look into a camera and go, Today I'm going to talk about, like, you don't have to create like that. We have this, like, chronological way of how we feel like we should be posting and things like that. Even when I'm writing captions, like, I usually do them at the gym on my notes and, like, when I'm inspired and then I'll find a picture that sort of matches the caption. So there's, like, so many different ways that you can try and create when you are feeling your best when you are feeling confident, like whatever makes you feel good. And I'm not a scripter. Like I don't like scripting too much. I just feel too robotic. But I know some people love scripting where they need a script and they can sort of like read off it and have something to give them with sense of safety and confidence there. Whereas I do my best when people, I'm like, just ask me something about something and then I'll just reel about it or I'll respond to something or a question. And I think you just have to find what works for you that makes you feel confident. Like if you don't feel confident putting a microphone on, please don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Find something else. If you hate being on camera, have a podcast, write a blog, you know, do something completely different. There are so many platforms out there that it's almost like no excuse. And I know video is like really important at the moment, which is why there's this conversation showing up a lot more, but start with something small. Start with something that you have confidence in. Don't try and like squeeze yourself into a box that you weren't designed to fit in. I love that. And it's as if people have forgotten that editing is a thing. Like they feel like you have to get everything in one take and it has Mm. to be perfect. Or if you stuff up, you have to start again. No, stuff up, take a pause. That's where the edit will go and then continue on. Yeah. You know, but as you said, there's so many platforms and so many ways to express yourself that Mm. it is important for you to find one in which you're comfortable. But then also stretch yourself a little bit, but without doing too much. Again, Mm. you don't want to appear really uncomfortable on the camera it's not nice for anyone you know we want to have a good time with it but um you can just you know post people and what I do sometimes and you do you just post training videos and have your points there like with a different audio like there's so many ways that you can make content Mm. um so it's just about yeah finding that creation process which I really love that you brought that up because you can edit what you want and you can Mm. add these effects and if you're not sure how to use the platforms, just ask someone for help or, or hire someone to help you actually create. I know a lot of people just film and then they they pass it to someone to then make it all, you know, um, appealing and shortened and, and all that. So you can get help with those areas too. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And like I, I think we spoke about before, like comparison. I just think a lot of people are comparing, like you know, someone else's chapter thirty six to their chapter one. And you know, if you do some scrolling back through myself or Danny's mm-hmm. grid, it just didn't start with video content, right? It just, it just started with like using basic things. And you know, even having Canva is a blessing for a yes. lot of people. So there's just so many other ways of doing stuff, and you know, like. I love creating content and like I have a camera, like we have someone that works for us that does a lot of the content with us in person now, which is super helpful, but didn't start like that. And I started just by doing it all on my own, just like on my own, figuring out how to edit all on my own. And there has to be like a period where you're going to go through learning what works and what doesn't, because you're going to be like, that doesn't work for me. Like the reason why I know scripting doesn't work for me is because I've tried it. And I'm like, oh, I just feel so uncomfortable and inauthentic trying to do it. Whereas I know a lot of really good creators that love scripting and they it works really well for them. So you really do have to like take your own mold and experiment and, you know, realize that you've got so many tools and resources to be able to help you out along the way as well. Mm, yeah so we did touch on physical appearance and composure and even a bit of body language and Mm. you know the tonality in your voice however having a social media break and I did mention that it is an easy way just as a cop out to disappear but I feel like it's also nice when you do feel like you just really need to to quieten the external pressures and, and the voices and maybe even some of your own voices and focus to then channel it into a nice break, um, mm. but it's it's dangerous waters because you don't want to have a break for too long to the point where you don't come back from it, yep. you know, or you don't really spend that time working on the areas that you need to work on. Like maybe, maybe for example, in the fitness industry, you hear that a lot of people put themselves on the back burner, you know, their focus is on their clients, their focus is on their social media, and they've kind of let themselves go a little mm. bit and they don't feel good. Mm. Oh, I'm all for taking a break from the activities that you you don't feel good about right now and just working on yourself again, getting yourself to a point where you do feel good and then you will show up again. You know, we all have phases where we we don't feel that good about ourselves. So use that break just to get some energy back, to work on yourself, you know, to to make those changes that you want to make and then you can come back a little bit more re-energised. Yeah. And the key to this as well is actually having a scheduled break rather than burning out and needing to have a week off. Because I feel like that's where most people really get hurt. As you said, like you can't, when you've got an online business or you're trying to build an online presence, like consistency is important. But for me, and I've always focused on like quality over quantity, the actual best thing is quality quantity. Like what is the most amount that you can make where you preserve your mental health, your physical health and the quality of your content? Because like, Burnout and creators is so real because you're forced to show up every day and pretend like you're your best, right? And again, if we remove that pretend like you have to be your best and show up on your shit days and just say I'm having a really shit day, you'd find it easier to show up and it wouldn't burn you out as much. But scheduling little breaks, um, like you know, throughout the week, throughout the month. Um, I know people that have like a week off every now and then, and I think that's so fine because if you zoomed out and did see that you were being consistent for 51 weeks of the year and then you had a week off or whatever it might be. I think that's important too. And I definitely have periods where I tone down like frequency because I want to preserve quality. And I don't, like a lot of people are out there saying, oh, you must post every day. Like, no, you don't. You don't have to because what's the point of posting every day if the the quality's not there? Um, and then you're, you're going to feel like, 
you know, hopefully not, but you may feel worse about yourself because of that and be like, oh, it could have been better. And you're just going to beat yourself up and get yourself into this rabbit hole of like feeling like it's not good enough, but you still need to do it. Like you really need to zoom out and go, what's like, how often do I need to show up? How often can I show up? What can I do to preserve the quality? So I've got my creativity there. I'm excited to post. Um, it doesn't feel like too much. And I definitely do this like on the weekends. Like I'd say from like Saturday afternoon, once we've done our webinars, I've just done everything for the week. Oh, frozen there. But once I've done those sort of pieces, um, I usually have like a Sunday off and I'll just like, I'm still on socials, but I'm not creating and you're either consuming or creating when you're on social media, you're either consuming other people's content or you're creating your own. And I like to just remove pressure on a Sunday or the weekend, to be honest, to like go out for dinner with Luke and like live in the real world. Because often we forget that that exists when you're online all the time. Like we need to live in the real world and like real people problems and like just, you know, acknowledge that time off and being away from your phone is actually really important and healthy so that the next week you can show up with confidence, creativity, clarity, and feel really calm and excited to get back into it. Yeah, you have to. You don't want to be resenting it because, again, people will be able to read that. Again, body language and you might be saying one thing and how excited you are about life, but then you'll be able to notice mm, their words don't match how they look right now. Um, And it also depends on the nature of your business. If your business is solely online, then Mm. yes, you need to show up more regularly. And it Mm. doesn't have to be every day, as you said, because, you know, if you're spending hours and hours every day thinking about content, making content, you don't want to take away from your actual product and service. And we've said that many times before, but a lot of the most successful people business-wise, for Mm. example, they've got, you know, high turnover of, of money and not turnover a lot of um clients coming in and and all of that you know they don't post every day because they're Mm. actually working on their business as well and then the social media when they maybe want a few more clients or they just want to you know jump on Mm. again and say hey i'm still here it's been you know a couple of days my business is freaking amazing but my main focus is not showing up twice a day every day like some people say it's like well no if you're still working, it's going to be very hard mm. to show up every day on social media. And do you actually need to? Yes or no? Weigh it up. If your job is to be a content creator, people yeah. want to see you every day. However, if your job is to actually deal with clients and and products and and all of that, you still want to balance out the time. Okay, how often can I show mm. up on social media without diminishing the quality of my company? Yeah, absolutely. That was also one of the big reasons why we started, like, I guess why I wanted to have a personal brand. It's a personal brand and have like my business as the women's health movement, right? Because Mm. I think also having the weight for you, again, it comes back down to like the stakes and how high things can feel. If you always feel like you've got to show up as a personal brand to fuel your whole business, like I know that's reality for a lot of soul traders, but that can feel like a lot. And that's if I was personally doing that and we do this for our business accounts, but having scheduled content, having other people contribute, having more faces than my own, like ha- sharing the load um, is really helpful for me because if I'm having a bad day or whatever, and you know, maybe, I, maybe we all have bad days, right? Like I've had things where I've had to have time off to go to funerals and just shit where I definitely don't want to show up on social media and, you know, even share things like that, right? You don't even want to have to share things like that. I didn't want business to stop because of it because this is 
more people to worry about than just me. So I think really thinking like strategy as well, it's going to help you take the expectation and the pressure off to be like, cool, I can show up and share my own things and, you know, have a bit of fun with it and have some play time. And I even know like, Danny, you creating like a personal account, like being able to have like another space where you can have like a creative outlet, share your family, all of those things and do other aspects. Like it just helps with removing the stakes because I think a lot of people can get so fixated in business and growth from social media. And of course, like we use it as main points of leverage, but for both of us, it didn't start like that either. And I think it's important to constantly remind yourself that it's not always about this. Like if I can't have fun with the process, I'm not going to stick with it. And I need to be able to make sure that the stakes don't feel so high all of the time. And it's not always one of those seasons where I'm trying to capitalize on growth. Like sometimes you can do a post on like, you know, like what you did on the weekend. And I think that should be fun. You can't get that wrong. You Surely you can't have like insecurity <laughs> show up with like sharing a photo of your dog or whatever it might be. And I just think having other pieces in line, like whether it's a strategy piece around business or reminding yourself that like, hey, I can have fun with this. I can have weekends off. I can show more of who I am um, and enjoy the pre- um, creation of actually being social on social media. I think that invites being able to build more confidence in the long run too. Absolutely. Just, um, yeah, just really work out what you want because there's so much that you can show. Mm. You don't, don't show everything, particularly if it's really not relevant to the message you want to get across. Yep. That's, you know, what you said, I've, I've got my little family and friends page with like a hundred followers for that reason. But then, you know, you, you can't get too distracted. There's a difference between having a personal brand where you show, you know, what you had for breakfast, what you're doing yeah. and all that. That's great. But don't get too distracted away from the actual message of your page. So that's going to look different for everyone. Um, yeah, but sort of always come back to, okay, what's my message? What am I trying mm. to get across here? But yeah. Confidence is always going to be a work in progress and then you'll feel very confident for a period of time and then you'll challenge yourself with something else and go, oh, shit, I do not feel confident at all, but that's okay. That means you are growing. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important to remember that because I think, yeah, a lot of people go like, oh, you know, that person's so confident. How do I become more like that? And it's sort of like actually like maybe they've just altered the creation process. Maybe they've been doing this for a longer period of time. Maybe they're faking it, right? Like how do we ever actually know? Confidence is on the inside, but it's reflected on the outside, of course. But we can alter what other people see too. And I re- we really just wanted to sit down today and talk about this because I know it shows up for like a lot of, I guess, new people in the online space, um, a lot of people trying to get into social media now and feeling like, oh, I'm too late or whatever it might be, or this insecurity is holding you back. And I just think it's important to acknowledge that it shows up for absolutely every creator because you are putting yourself out there. The difference is it shouldn't hold you back. It shouldn't stop you from taking action. It should be like, oh, I feel a little bit of friction or hesitation with posting this. Uh, Maybe I put a lot of effort into it. And I can tell you right now when I launched the app, that was really nerve wracking for me. It was a lot of adrenaline, a lot of excitement because that did feel like high stakes for me, right? And you're going to have periods, but if it always felt like that, damn, I would like hate showing up like that. I would hate for it to always feel like the stakes are really high. You might have periods and it might even feel like that right at the start, but it should get easier. And you should also be working on like 
your mindset and your inner work if you are trying to build a brand because I feel like that's so important, like your story, how you can communicate, the confidence, your composure, all of those aspects are going to help you stay more consistent and also enjoy the process along the way because, like I said, if you can enjoy it, you're going to be far more likely to be doing it in five to ten years' time. And just remember you're a human. You don't always have to wear that perfect mask or that suit of armor to show that you're indestructible to the world. No, every human has all emotions, highs and lows. So don't get upset if you feel low one day, you know, just say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Is there something I can do about it? Yes or no. Do I need to share it? Yes or no. Just turn in. Okay. But, but, don't be hard on yourself when those days come because they will and it's normal, okay? We don't always have to be perfect. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. We hope that this episode resonated with you guys and, you know, it hits home for some of you that are really trying to put yourself out there. If you do have any more specific questions about like showing up with confidence on social media or even the creation process or anything in general that might have showed up as we were speaking today, uh, make sure that you send us a message on Instagram um, through the Level Up podcast and we can make sure that we note it for uh, a podcast in the future. So hope you enjoyed it. If you did, take a screenshot, share it to your social media story um and don't forget to tag us thanks everyone